Hey everyone, it's Men's Hub Monday time, and today's guest is a pretty awesome dude. We met him and his wife in Growth Track not that long ago, and uh, through that, started getting connected a little bit. He actually ended up wanting to be a freedom group leader, and part of that is he has to sit down with me, <laughs> with us, and kind of go through it just to make sure we all understand it. So all summer long, we met every couple weeks and went through a couple lessons and really got to know each other and know their heart, his heart, his history, and uh, just awesome, awesome people. So he has blessed my life, and I want him to bless your life as well, and it's just been an awesome time having him around, getting to know him, praying with him, getting to... You know, just talk about the Lord and talk about the goodness of God. And I know you guys are going to learn a lot from Rick Olson. What's up, Rick? How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Josh. Thank you for uh, taking some time and, and listening to a story. And the story that, that you have, you sort of seem like it's just you, right? And, right. and, and, and we all have a story. And I'm just been, I've been so blessed. God has been so good to me. Yeah. He has given me... A wife, yeah. five kids, and now eleven grandkids. And um, I never thought I would leave Michigan because we had we had been there for almost forty years. Um, raised our kids there, very active in ministry there, prison ministry and men's ministry and and, a, and the shelter ministry and and God changed all of that yeah. in, a, in a very short period of time with. Last October, we put our house up for sale yeah. because my daughter and her husband moved to Siloam. And um, um, they have they had two kids, and they got one on the way. And there's no family here for them. And, and um, the, our, our family situation, grandchildren were older in Michigan. And Laura and I talked about it and said, well, you know, let, let's see what happens. And so we... We're calling the Ozarks. Yeah, we yeah. just... We just put our house up for we couldn't buy a house because we didn't we didn't have, we just needed to sell ours to buy one right came down here and we lived we lived in hope michigan yeah. and the ministry was called mount hope farms and we provided housing for people that needed it over the last 40 years and um we found a house here on hope lane How about and, it? and yeah. angie was doing her walking and she saw that she tech took a picture in texas you got to come and look at this place yeah. and it was just uh, that was in September and in October we put our house in the market. It sold in a few weeks and 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 we moved in in December. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, it's been like I said, it's been great having you guys. Great getting to know you. I wish that we could have Laura on this thing too at the same time because she is pretty awesome as well. Uh, that's Rick's wife. Uh, yeah, man, like you said, you guys moved up or moved down, I guess, from Michigan. It's a long time Yankees. Now you're yeah. in the Ozarks and it's <laughs> hot right. and we have mosquitoes and all that stuff that we all grown to love, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, you're still working, right? Yeah. Just to own a business or something. Mm-hmm. Laura is, your wife is retired. Yep. Teacher. And, teacher and, and she's full-time grandma and, yeah. and has a real heart for, for young moms and helping out where she can, awesome. and she just, uh, she's the, the glue that holds it all together. Yeah, the more I talk to, or talk to people that know retired people, it seems like you work more yeah. after you're retired <laughs> than what you actually did when you retired, yeah. so something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool, man. One thing that I've loved about getting to know you guys is you're just super, super down to earth and 
pretty disciplined and pretty open. Like you really understand the importance of, of being vulnerable and, you know, open about things and just sharing really, I don't know, just kind of like paying it forward for lack of a better term, you know, what the Lord mm-hmm. has done in your life and in your ministry and all that. But when did, I won't give ages or anything, but they are retired. Well, he's not, but they're of that age. But how, uh, how did you come to know the Lord? Like when did this journey start for yeah. you whenever you started? You know? Well, grew up in, in a standard, uh, Protestant church and, um, learned a lot of, of good uh, religious stuff, but didn't know Jesus. Yeah. And um, through a crisis in my life, my dad was an alcoholic, and, and it caused me to be uh, full of shame and guilt. And um, during, I was in, in school in Minneapolis, and my uh, uncle contacted me and said, hey, you got to get your, your folks need a divorce. My dad would uh, go off on a binge and you know, it's cold in Minnesota in the winter, yeah. and and uh, my mom would have to sleep in the car, and it was really, it tore at my heart, and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't talk about this to my wife, and because I was too ashamed, yeah, know, and afraid of rejection, but um, I turned to the Lord at that point, and Laura and I worked on that. We spent the summer out in Long Island, and uh, on my internship, and um, that's where we came to know the Lord. We a book called Prison of Praise by Merlin Carruthers, which give thanks in every situation. And I yeah. said, how can I do this? But I did. And my dad turned around. So and about how old were you? I was you... 25 uh, years old when when that happened. And, um, and it's been a great journey. Yeah. And there's been lots of, um, you know, it, it hasn't been a smooth journey. There's been plateaus and there's oh, been yeah. peaks and valleys and, Things like that, but but um, you know, our my desire has been to love God, love my wife, and love my kids, and have them love God. Yeah, and true. you know, I could die today, and I would be fulfilled. Yeah, successful. Because life. they all they all they all yeah. love Jesus. Yeah, and no better um, thing than that. Yeah, so I and and <clears throat> as 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 you know, as parents, nobody's perfect, right. you know, and it's, it's clearly grace. Oh yeah. You know, but you oh, want yeah. to do right, but you mess up and do wrong. Yeah. And, and you, you, you just, you, you, but God's grace covers all that stuff. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. All the, all the dads in the room say amen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 25 years old decided, you know what? I want to live for the Lord. And a cool thing about you, you've done an abundance of prison ministry. How mm. did you get involved okay. in ministering to to prisons and jails and things like that? All right. Well, um, it goes back to a, a men's group that has been meeting since 1976. And, a little um, while. Yeah. yeah. And, and we meet on Saturday morning, and I still connect with them. Mm-hmm. But the guys that are in that... Um, we're all involved in a ministry called it's it down here. It's called Kairos, but it's character where you do a spiritual retreat in prison. And, and they kept on saying this, this is really a powerful thing. And in order to do it, you have to do the spiritual retreat. So I did that. Um, but, um, then we do that retreat in prison and, and it's a big deal. It's a four day weekend and you have, um, five weekend days to prepare for that. So, and then you, you do them twice a year. So it's like, I was I'm I've been going into prison uh, about a day a week for 20 years, and in that time I've seen 
God work so powerfully in people's lives. You know, it's different outside. You know, you talk about inside and outside. Outside, everybody has freedom, and and, uh, there's a lot of things going on. But inside, guys, when they come, they're hungry. You know, yeah. here you can talk to somebody. I'm too busy. I'm not. Right. You know, yeah. but but inside they want something, and and we give them Jesus. Yeah. And they change. Yeah. And it's like going fishing and the fish are biting. Yeah. You know, it's just, I love that. Oh, it's fun. I love when the fish are biting. Yeah. And 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 we, <coughs> a group of us would drive in Monday nights, and and it's about a 45 minute drive one way, and we'd be just fellowshipping and praying, and and. It's always I'm always tired going in Monday night, right? But we gather, we we get together and pray, and when we get done with that, we say, "Oh, I'm so glad we came here because yeah. Jesus showed up. Yeah, he showed up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So was it like the the spiritual retreat we're talking about? Was that like the thing that I don't know? I guess like got it over the hump, or what? What was the uh, thing? I, I would say there were a number of things. One of the um, uh, uh, significant relationships I had as a guy mentors me and, and he wrote this little handbook called Four Habits of a Healthy Heart. Oh yeah. And and that that I was going into prison with that, doing spiritual formation for guys in prison. And then then the uh, spiritual retreat. So those are the two things that that uh, opened the door to go into prison. And I thank God for Laura yeah. because she supported me in this, you know, and um it um I, I couldn't do it if she didn't support me. And, and yeah, I mean, you're talking 45 minutes one way. I mean, just to drive there and back yeah, is an hour and a yeah. half. Yeah, and then we're an hour and a half in there. Yeah. Hours. So it's Monday night, yeah. and uh, um, but we come out just pumped up. Yeah. You know, when you see change. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. we don't. It's not as easy to see that in the outside because right. you you know people are busy and they don't they don't have usually the time to. There's a lot of things to hide behind. Right, right. Somewhere. But the guys that are in the Saturday morning group were all in prison ministry. Yeah. And and so when we get together, you know, we know we know how to work with one another and, and iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And those and when we gather there there's anywhere from eight to twenty guys there and and you know, we've all been in the barrel at times. Oh, yeah. You know, we've had to we had to confess stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Your your secrets keep you sick. Yeah, and um, those are those are powerful relationships, and and uh, uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to find some of that here. Yeah, absolutely. So your secrets make you sick. You guys need to write that down if you're taking notes today with Rick. Uh, so 1976, man, that is, I'm not great at math, but that's like almost what 50 years. Yeah, almost. worth of meeting consistently. Yeah. Yep. Saturday mornings. Yeah, like somebody tell me, community connection, and having you know a, a good strong relationship with like minded people is not important when you're listening yeah. to a guy yeah. telling you that he's been meeting in the same small group, connect group, whatever you want to yeah. call it, for fifty years. Like that is awesome. Uh, so let's go back then to the to the in between. Uh, you got connected you know, saved or decided to live for the Lord at 25. You got involved in 1976. Uh, yeah, but but um, shortly after, you know, coming to the Lord, which was actually 1974 when we came to the Lord, we moved to Midland, Michigan. Okay. I went to work for Dow Chemical there. Um, that was at the in the middle of the charismatic renewal. And my okay. sister, who now has moved to Salem yeah, Springs as yeah. well, 
she was one of those crazy Jesus freaks. And um and she said, you know, you need to you need to connect with you need to connect with yeah, people. Yeah. So we heard of a small church that had, was just starting up, and and uh, I I was pretty active in the in the Protestant church, and I just felt a call. Laura and I felt a call to to go help this church that was starting, and so we just said, God's called us out. Yeah. And they didn't understand it, but they said, "Got to do it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that then uh, grew into a church that. Um, <clears throat> Had we became we were more of a standard church initially, but God gave we spent a time in prayer and fasting in 1978. God gave us a word, and the word was that I have a farm for you. Mount Hope will be its name. It'd be a place of hope for the hopeless, a place of refuge, and a place where spiritually dead be reborn. So six families came together, pooled their resources, bought a 40 acre farm, and began to provide places for people to come. Yeah, and that was. And out of that grew the the Saturday Saturday morning meeting was a, with people from a lot of different faith um, Christian faith backgrounds. Yeah, come to yeah. So Mount Hope, the farm. Uh, what and you you know you were talking about people come in and you guys giving them a place of refuge. Mm-hmm. Was this like a specific like single moms or well we uh, uh, the the what, core yeah. focus was families ministering to families. Okay. So so we had we provided. Housing for over fifty thousand nights of people. Wow! Over the forty years that we were involved with that, it's still going. Yeah. And 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 I never. I'm surprised that I moved. Yeah. Because I was planning on dying there. You right. know. <laughs> yeah. But God had other plans. Right. And uh, so now we're here, and we love it here. Yeah. I just there's such a a freshness here, such a, uh, a friendliness. Um. You know. Uh. It, it people are genuine. And and yeah. it's just so encouraging. There's a there's an openness in this area to God that is really refreshing. Yeah, that's good. A lot of us grew up around here and probably take that for granted. Yeah, so it's good you, to get you, that yeah. outside it's, perspective. But people will wave at you when you walk and smile, smile and talk nice. to you. Yeah, man. That's yeah, super super cool. Uh, so you got still in that in-between stage there but was was your i guess the experience you have with the lord and this decision to, was that just like a um a radical like transformation it thing? was it or was or radical was, my okay. folks thought we were crazy we yeah. formed a christian community that's when jonestown's happened where they you know and 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 it kind of wounded our kids because they thought they we were considered a cult Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they'd say, "Well, where's the where's the Kool Aid?" Right, that's right. what yeah. James Jim Jones used to kill eight hundred people or something. Right. Yeah, and um, you know, there's always the counterfeit to the real thing. Always, and yeah. and you know, um, but we stood the course, and you know, the kids came through it. They were wounded by it, um, and uh, but they found Jesus in it. Yeah, and uh, and they're walking it out on their own, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So another thing I find pretty awesome, maybe just because I envy it, and I'd like to be like you when I grow up. But super, <laughs> super disciplined. Like you're not just one of the people that talk about like the the four habits and you know these different. Like you actually do these things. Like you showed me your own journal entries. Where like you're actually doing these things, and you're like, why has that been such an important part of your life? And how has having those disciplines, even up into your 70s now, like, is that so important to you to continue to do that? Because 
um, I, I need to stay on track. And if I don't have the framework, I'll go off track. Yeah. And so it, it, the four habits are it. You know, I spend time in contemplative prayer. And I, I, I have a spreadsheet. And yeah. I've been every, for every day for the last five years, I, I know what I've done. With, I've got 12 things that I track. I don't. I don't look for perfection. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I say my goal is for uh, contemplative prayer. That's the one I'm most consistent. You know. I probably ninety-seven percent of the time over the last five years, I practice that discipline. Yeah. Twenty minutes of, of, of listening to God. Be yeah. still and know that I'm God in the morning. Yeah. And I get up at four or earlier, and then I spend another. Um, an hour or so journaling, yeah. You know, and, and I, I, my, so journaling is one of the disciplines. Yeah, I was about to say maybe it'd be helpful for everybody, like go through those real quick. Okay, like, I know it can get right, more in okay. depth than what it needs to be, but reflection, yeah. reflection is capturing what the word says, what your prayer, what you hear from God, and I. It's more of a diary too, you know. But but then I read um, two chapters in the Old Testament, two chapters in the New Testament, two Psalms and a proverb. Every day, and I've been doing that for a long time, and um, so the word is getting from here to here right. through repetition. Yeah, and right? heart. Yeah, it it, yeah. it just that discipline is what those are the pillars that 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 keep me balanced. And one, the third pillar is connecting with other with other people, you know, my my family, but mostly it's with other guys. Yeah, because um, we we need to have vulnerable vital relationship for health right yeah absolutely and and that's yeah so that's what the saturday morning thing is about so i you know connecting groups i meet i have other people i meet with on a regular basis and and we do the same thing yeah and uh, so in the process of the four habits there's um examining you know Arrhenius is a you know a second century saint that talked about examine, you know, Lord show me where do I need to change? Yeah, you know where did I miss you today? Yeah, you know, and God doesn't sit there and beat you up because you messed up, but when you can see it, you know, God change me and He's gracious to you. Yeah, and and so that journey, of there's a book I have on my shelf by Larry Crabb that that uh, he just passed away. He's he's a great Christian psychologist and he wrote the book uh, Waiting for Heaven just Uh before he died and the subtitle of it is um, Finding the Cure Find the Incurable Addiction to Self and and you know the cure is it's going to be with Jesus. Yeah. We fight that battle our whole life. Oh yeah. And and I every day I I I have to I have to learn to pause before I react. You know Laura will say something to me and and I'll take it wrong and and I can be offended and and uh you know then I can snip back and boy when you when you when you live like that that's hell. Yeah. You're just yeah, snipping and absolutely. biting and fighting and but but as men we need to be the ones that lead. Yeah. And absorb the the frustration of the day instead of pushing it back down their throats. Yeah, I interviewed uh Drew Morris. You, oh yeah, Drew. I know it's pretty recently. Actually, he'll be on an episode. Actually, you guys by this time, you guys probably have already heard from Drew, and he said something in his interview yes or the other day that uh, the strength of a man 
is measured in the countenance of the face of his wife or something like That's that. That's good. And he was talking about that. Like it's it's obviously it's, it's the strength of a man. And I'm totally butchering it. So if you have not listened to that episode, go listen to Drew's episode. But he was saying it's it's hard. Like it takes some strength to not do it exactly what you're talking about. You know, live in that like well, I'm gonna be right. You know, by God. So anyway, having the strength to like stop and think about what you say before you say it and react, respond the correct way instead of you know being a total jerk or. Or Those are the the, the 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 times where I have reacted, um, and I wounded my wife and my kids are the th- times I regret. Oh yeah, and and yeah. why did I say that stupid? Oh yeah, thing? man, I've been there too. Yeah, I just oh, yeah. and and I just it keeps you humble. Oh yeah, Absolutely. but when you're when you're not open and vulnerable, yeah, you think you got it all, man. They need to change to meet my needs. I'm the man here, you yeah. know. You know, oh, feed yeah. me. Yeah, you know, exactly. and and no, serve them. Right. Yeah. Lay your life down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they they don't respect me. Yeah. Probably because you're acting the way <laughs> you exactly are. That's yeah, right. exactly right. See, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man, what's the? Um, I mean, if you you've been married a very long time, you've been in ministry a very long time, and I know everybody probably assumes on the outside of of prison, and maybe maybe it is right. I don't know. You're fixing to tell me maybe uh, that. You know, guys in prison are so much different than guys outside of prison or whatever else. And I don't know that that's necessarily true myself. I think maybe yeah. they just got caught in it or maybe, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. But yeah. I guess what would you say to kind of debunk that myth, if it is a myth? It is a myth. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Everybody in there is yeah. loved by God. Yep. And everybody in there is created in God's image for his glory. Yeah. Just like everybody outside. Yeah. And um, they messed up. Yeah, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I know I, a, a guy that was locked up for 34 years for murder and he didn't do it. Oh. And, um, and he got out and, and he, he started coming to our Saturday morning. He actually worked for us for yeah. a while. He get, now he's working for Dow Chemical. Yeah. How do you explain a 34-year gap in your, your career plan? It's the grace of God to open that up for him. Oh, yeah. And, one of the guys in Saturday morning, he 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 thought any uh, buddy that was a um, convicted sex offender ought to be castrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. That's how he viewed him, and um, and he was convinced to go into prison one day. And the the, the prisons that we go in, there's a lot of uh, CSC, criminal sexual offenses, mm-hmm. um, and and when he went in and started talking to these guys and get to know them. And when he came out, for he just he 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 just he repented. Yeah. He with tears, and he yeah. couldn't even drive for his judgment against right. these guys. Yeah, Everybody's got a story. Yeah, man. It's so easy to look at. You know, we use jail in this situation to be on this side of it, outside mm-hmm. free, like you're talking about, and look at them and say, you know what? And they just they're so screwed up. Like those guys don't deserve, or those girls don't deserve anything good. You know, they deserve the worst. You get cash or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. And we really don't know anything about it. Like, uh, half, that's, most of that's the people... That's so full of judgment, yeah. our attitudes. Oh, yeah, know? man. Most of the people that are <clears throat> the loudest about the judgmental comments and stuff have never stepped foot mm-hmm. inside of a prison and actually got to know individual, you know, individuals, no matter how, how bad their situation is, um, for sure. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of that happens even even outside the walls, right? Like you yeah, have it sure the, does. Yeah. The person coming off the street who maybe you know is, 
you know, been addicted to something or maybe had an affair or maybe, I mean, fill in the blank, you know, maybe yeah. too aggressive or whatever. Pornography, we, yeah, whatever, drugs, man. alcohol, yeah. gambling, Filling, greed. Yeah. You know, so many things. But we know these little tidbits about their lives or the, the time that they made a mistake and got, it got aired out. And we make these quick judgments and those are the people that feel judged and yeah, cast yeah. out by the church and, 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 and Christians and all that, yeah. Telling the secret to tell them the story to someone that they can trust, and we all need friends. Yeah. Well, in order to have friends, you got to be a friend. You yeah. have to be trustworthy. You have to be. You have to care, and it's so easy to want to jump in and tell your story. And maybe I've been doing that here too. But you know, the best thing we can do in the in in one of the the mottos that we have in prison is listen, listen, love, love. Yeah. People don't care about your story. They want to tell you their story. Right. And if we can do that, then there's freedom for them to, to kind of unpack the the pain that they're living in that caused them to go into prison. Right. Yeah. And it prison the prison community is really guarded with, you know, um people don't tell their stories because, you know, if you see a C against they'll kill you. Yeah. I mean it's it's a rough place yeah. in there. It's the, so yeah. there but in these the groupings, you know, we get guys that that you know, tell their story and you know, there's some stories that'll just curl your hair. I mean, they're just some unbelievable abusive stories. That's pretty clear why they're locked up yeah. because they've been hurt so bad. Yeah. And um and they by telling their story they get set free a little bit. Yeah. And that's that's wonderful when you see God move in that area and it's just wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I love about you is, you know, you're you're up there in age. You've seen a lot. You've lived a lot. You've experienced, got grandkids. I mean, like you said, all the things that you've been talking about. But you just still have a such a passion. It seems to continue to learn. I remember it probably meant nothing to you, but when we were over at your house one day this summer. You were talking about some music that you liked or whatever else, and it was the exact same stuff. That, <laughs> I was just listening to music. Yeah. That no. me and Bernani listen to and enjoy, you know, much younger than you. And that's yeah. just, I don't know, for some reason it just, like, spoke to me, like, I don't know, not, I don't know if this is the right term, but, like, you know, these people get it. Like, they're still learning. They're still growing. They know they don't have it figured out. I mean, wh- I guess, why has that been so important to you and your wife to continue to to learn and to grow and to... Because when you stop, you die. Yeah. You got to stop. You, if you know it all, you can't learn anything. Right. So you you got to have an open. You know, we need to look at each day as a learning opportunity. You know, and God's always at work. Yeah. Just open my eyes. The other day, Laura was. She went to. We had a medical bill that was really troubled her that to try to figure it out, and so she went to the medical building and brought the bill, and she was really anxious over that. And um, and as she's walking out, she looked in the sidewalk, and there was a walking stick. You know what a walking oh, stick yeah. gets? It's an insect that looks like a stick. Yeah. And Are somehow they dangerous that... or not? Huh? Are they dangerous or not? No, they're I feel not. Like, I they're feel just like beautiful. I yeah, I never thought they were, but I feel like I've always been told they'll bite you and kill you. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it just, that, yeah, yeah. that to see that insects, insect, and it just, you marvel at that God's design. And it's all over. Yeah. The, I love trees. Yeah. You know, just 
God, did, did, I'm like a tree planted by the stream of water. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to bring forth my fruit in season. My leave will never fade and wither. Yeah. And everything I do touch and say is going to prosper. Yeah, man. And that's what I, I want to die with my boots on. Yeah. But I've got, I'm, I think I've got 25 years left. I so, so. I'm, I'm not, I'm not quitting. Yeah, man. I'm going to go as long as I can. I just, there was a guy that came here for this, that uh, he's 93. And, and uh, he was, he was staying with Drew and I saw Drew at church, and he said, you know these guys? Oh, yeah, they, they came and did a marriage retreat at, at our church 10 oh, years wow. ago. And they're from Portland, Oregon, or Oregon somewhere. And yeah. the, the, the community of God is just, it's, it's amazing the connections that you find. Yeah. So there is an old, there's a saying, though, and it's, it's one of those, like, cliches. But the thing I learned, or the thing I've learned about cliches and, stereotypes and all that is they're usually there for some sort of reason mm-hmm. you know so there's an old saying that old dogs can't learn new tricks <laughs> and you're obviously saying that's not that's not the case so what would you say to maybe some gentleman that is listening today and that's been doing a lot and just doesn't really feel like man you know what i've been doing this so long that i don't think i can change and maybe it's the way he views his relationship with the lord maybe it's that he doesn't even have a relationship with the Lord. I mean, how do you, what would you say to a, a guy up in age that, hey, you can't do this? Well, I, I would I would connect with other men. Yeah. In, in the in the group we have up in Michigan, there's, um, we got about seven guys in their 70s. And, and they've been around the block. And we got some younger guys with kids. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way of, connecting and transmission of, of wisdom. Yeah. But, but the younger guys can teach us something too, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's not like we're the, we're, we're the answer, man. No, we're the question guys. We come with a question every day, every yeah. time we meet, yeah. you know, and if someone brings it and it's a biblical based question and everyone is encouraged to try to answer the best they can. And it's, it's, a, it, it, it goes deep and it cuts sometimes but it's good. So I would I would encourage everyone to have vital relationship with other godly men. Yeah. And and, age. and 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 have it on a regular basis, yeah. weekly, you know, take an hour and 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 be honest, you yeah. know. And I would recommend one on one or one and two. That that a smaller group is better. Yeah. And just just Yeah, especially for the honesty portion. Oh, like for sure. Stuff, yeah. You don't want to, you know, you, there's st- things that are really painful to share and you you know, you have to get healthy to be able to do that. You know you've been healed when you can talk about a painful situation and not have the pain anymore. Right. And yeah. so that's a journey. Yeah. You know, And not be afraid, you know, with me, I'm not afraid of people knowing it anymore. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. Like, whatever, yeah. I am who yeah. I am. I'm an open book. You know, there's yeah. someone asked me a few weeks ago, what's it like to be a pastor now? You know, Bernadine and I have only been doing this since January. You're living life in a fishbowl and all this stuff. <laughs> and honestly, I, I had to honestly respond to them. I have never thought about it just because I don't know, like my stuff's out there, you know I mean? Yeah. I feel like what you see is what you get. And I mean, some people may disagree, <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, like if you have questions or whatever, like just tell, I'll let you know about any struggle or anything. Anyway, all that to say it's, it's good to be on this side of it. Cause there was a time when I did try and live a very hidden life. Uh, I just don't, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord healed. Yeah. Healed, well, healed, and, and, and you're areas. a place of, of healing where, where, you know, healthy people, heal people, heal people. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And you got to get past that hurt. And you yeah. do it by being honest about it. Yeah. 
you can't confess something you're not aware of and we stuff that stuff yeah and as you as you unpack it what happens you know is often there's the three guys I've been meeting with for apart from the other for about 28 years and I meet weekly with them and um we do it over the phone and they were going to come down to here but the flights didn't work out but um you know we just got into a rhythm you know what's going on and uh you know and and in the surface initially it looked like we all had it all together and we're all a bunch of wrecks right you know and and one of the guys went through divorce you know he's they're both Christians. How does that happen? I don't right. know. Yeah. And yet he walked through it in a very inspiring manner. I mean, no one, you, I wouldn't want to go through that, but no. God somehow sustained him. And, and, and the other guy, he's, he's very successful. Um, and he's got four kids and one of them is 30 years old and he's, he's disabled because of Lyme's disease. He's been living at home for seven years. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it just, yeah, you know, four of the five, uh, well, his wife and three of the kids have Lyme's disease, which is debilitating. Yeah. They can't, they can't do life normally. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, so to be in, he's having to be a soldier, man. He's having to bury a, bear a lot and he's got a really big job. And so, you know, he, he, a lot of times just that, you know, vents. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and, and it's, just, yeah. it's okay. It's good to vent. It's yeah. good to be honest about the pain that we're going through. Right. It diminishes it. Yeah. One thing I, I learned quickly as I started to get more open to being vulnerable about was that all the thoughts and all the fears I had about people judging me and thinking it was, you know, the most awful thing they've ever heard it never happened. I, I can't think of a time <laughs> I ever experienced like. <clears throat> really, really harsh judgment, at least in my face. I mean, maybe yeah. they're behind my back, whatever, but those are the people that really don't have your best interest in mind anyway, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the people that, you know, I, I sat down with, confided in, and but they love, they love me through it. It was never as bad as, I mean, probably some disappointment may have occurred or whatever else, but it was never like, I can't believe you did that. You're the worst person on the face of the earth. Yeah. Get away from me yeah. and, you know, never come back. It was always met with, with, everything opposite like love and respect and like a, a real care and compassion yeah. and empathy and you know all those things that you know I know there's people listening right now that are struggling with something and doing it themselves because they're afraid that yeah. people will judge them mm. and I can tell you that that is not the case man there's people care about you and I would encourage you to find a, one or two three guys whatever and uh, start getting that stuff out it's a much better life that way uh, a thing I love to talk about with you know uh, older guys, younger guys, is there's always seems to be this tension between the generations of like you know how do you, how do you, in your mind how do you bridge that gap? And I know you kind of alluded to some of that with yeah. like an example in your group. You had yeah. young guys and old guys and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. But I guess how do you get to the point to where young guys and old guys would be okay with even sitting down together and hearing each other's points of view. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Um, the, the way it worked for us, the way is, is one of the guys that I'm going in prison with, he's just a, he's just a, a natural evangelist. Everybody he sees, he evangelizes. Yeah. And he's got his own businesses and he's a piano tuner and he, so 
he, he talks, you know, how's life working out for you? You yeah. know, and, and, and he, he usually invites him to come to our Saturday morning meeting. All right. And, and uh, it's not long before the question is asked, well, you know, Jesus? And one of the young guys that he met at a gas station, he came in and, and, uh, and he was a youth pastor at a church. Hmm. And he didn't know Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's, you know, you, you can't do what you, you know, can't, you can't lead to an area that you're not doing. Right. And, and, uh, and he, he accepted Jesus and he quit his job at the church. And, and he's, he's just an amazing young man. He's a gifted, he, he's, he and his wife are itinerant musicians. They go to the, you know, the guys that are playing music downtown and that's what yeah. he does. Oh, and he cool. also helps out. He just, he's a, he's just a wonderful man. And, and he invited his father. So he and his father come yeah. to this meeting. And there was a lot of healing that needed to happen between the two of them. And it did. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, so, and, and there's another younger guy that comes to it. And, and he, he, he was going to kill himself. He had a 44 stuck in his mouth. And he said, God, if you don't do something, I'm going to pull the trigger. God did something. Yeah. And he was a dick. He was a fighter. He is a fighter. He's a yeah. boxer. Yeah. And, uh, and he was he, and he was hooked on drugs and pornography and women, and that was five years ago. And he's he's been sober ever since. He doesn't go to AA's or he comes to the Saturday morning meeting. That's right. that's where he connects with people, and and he's just he's he's God's changed him. Yeah, and it's yeah. wonderful to see that. So he's got you know I think he's got three little kids. Michael, the other guy, he's got a couple little kids, brand new one, and and those guys are there. You know, we, we've softened up a bit. We used to meet at 6 o'clock on Saturday yeah, morning. And, push it back. Yeah, we went to 7, you know. Those young guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, they're there because they get something. Yeah. You know, a lot of it. And I'm not interested in a meeting where we preach at one another. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in Bible study, and it's really important. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but in a, in, I, I'm much more um, fed by relational connection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's... that's, that's that's where life is. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah, and there's something even if it's not like a like a Bible study. Yeah. there's definitely spiritual renewal. Yeah. So it's 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 not like not spiritual to right. get no nope. revitalized. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, fast forward to now, you've somehow ended up in Arkansas, sold a uh, house in Michigan, moved down south where we got big old skeeters, and. Um, yeah, you started coming to our church, and I know you've gone and done some like training with the county jails and yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah. But what is what is like the future for Rick? Well, look I mean, like you think, or what's uh, kind of God I, putting on your heart now? I want to connect with men, and um, you know, I I went through I I met with the chaplain at Benton County, and and um, the nothing's opened up there. Um, and, but I did go meet a guy that's uh, part of a Pathways of Freedom program with the prison system, and they have guys getting out. There's a place in uh, um, Springdale that they have housing for guys getting out and a mm-hmm. trans- transition program. So I'm I'm connected with one of the guys getting out, and um, and then you know doing the Freedom Course here. At, yeah. uh, I just I just uh, I get it. it you know, it's it seems almost shit selfish, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it it feeds you so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I I miss that, 
because I had it so well. But, you know, when COVID came, we're still locked out in Michigan. We can't go in. But we, the, the group, we've been praying. We, we get together on Monday night. We pray for the guys. Been yeah. doing that for two years now. Yeah. We can't get in. So we pray. Yeah. And um, the doors will open. But, but I just, uh, Lord, whatever. You know, there's there's opportunity. I'm, I want to be careful about overcommitting. Yeah. You know, and and but um, I got I got some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So freedom. I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, before freedom, we did something called hope at New Life, and it was it was great. I mean, it's uh, instrumental part of you know God changing my life, changing my heart. Uh, I guess kind of get me on the right course or whatever. But there was at times a misconception that it was only for, you know, addicts or people out of jail or, you know, the guy that's struggling with pornography yeah, or, yeah. you know, I guess in society standards, like those, those big time sins or whatnot, well, I guess what is, uh, in your opinion, like, why is that wrong? Like, why is a thing, a curriculum like freedom, you know, just as important for the for the average Joe, the average Christian, and not not just those like it. It's an unawareness of of our self centeredness. We think we don't need it because we're okay. Yeah, that's we're blind to our sin. Right. We think you know. I'm glad I'm not like that guy. You know. You know. At least I don't do this. Or right. What we don't realize is how self centered we are. Yeah. And that's where the contemplative prayer and where the connection comes. So when my buddy. Joe's saying, hey, I, I can't hardly make it. I mean, I feel like I'm dying because my world is falling apart. My my kids and my wife are going and I can't hardly take it. You know, he doesn't, With he couldn't have got through that, I think, and still been sane without people to share it with. And so and, and you, what you want to do is be proactive yeah. to develop those relationships because you're going to need them sometime. Yeah. And, and, when you when you go into a relationship, don't lead with the answer. Lead with the with your with your withered hand. Yeah. Your problem. This I'm struggling with this. This thing. You know, I barked at my wife because right. I was she didn't do things the way I wanted her to do it. And oh God, forgive me. Help me. Yeah. I need you, Lord. And that's that that framework in your life of discipline positions you to be able to see where you need to change. You know, in in. And the whole, I'm, and I'm, I fall into it, you know. Uh, <laughs> I see somebody, and you know, uh, you know, somebody pushing a grocery cart or riding a bike. I, you know, you can pick them out if you've been in prison. You know, that's probably a guy that's got out, and and um, um, God loves them. Yeah. Yeah. And we should too. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a good reminder, you know, for really any situation in life is that. The very first thing that enters your brain should be that fact that yeah. the Lord died for them just as, just as equally <laughs> as He died for you. He loves them. He loves you. No matter what, you know, I've gone through. You've gone through what you've gone through. Listening today, uh, God loves you exactly the same. Uh, so cool, yeah. Freedom, man. I love the content. We went through it together. Um, those video. There's some videos in there. Y'all, y'all need, y'all need to. Just do it, or at least check it out, or at least talk to me or Rick about it, or whatever. Uh, but it's it's great. The content is so good. The no, videos are so good. The teachings are so good. But the principles, and you mentioned it, and we all, but they haven't really 
they're not like unique necessarily. No. Like it's, it's, it's biblical it's principle. basic stuff. Yeah. And you said, you know, like through your years of ministering in prisons or to men or like a lot of that stuff looks exactly the same because it works. And every, it seems like every episode we talk about the importance of prayer, the mm-hmm. importance, the importance of Bible reading. And I say it every time and I'm going to keep saying it until we, until we all hear it. But those cliche things that we're saying right now, you know, oh, there's another Christian guy talking about the importance of getting up every morning, reading the word, having that time with the Lord in prayer. Uh, I knew he was going to say that. That's what they're trained to say. No, it's because it works, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you just need to do it. You know, I mean, I don't know if that anybody is perfect with it. Uh, I know, I know I'm not, but I always know when I'm skipping it, you know, or not doing it or not giving it the attention that it deserves. Because I see it in my life. My wife sees it in my life. My wife lately, the more, and I try not to do this so much, but she can always peg it. You know, like, Josh, when's the last time you got up and got in the Word and <laughs> talked to the Lord? <laughs> well, it's been a day or two or whatever. Okay. It does. You're right. It yeah. does, man. Yeah. It does. Well, and any uh, advice, I guess, you know, you've, again, you've experienced quite a quite a lot. Uh, what would you say to the younger guy to kind of talk to the older guys about, you know, being willing to grow and learn new things and all that stuff? What would you say to the younger guys? Like, you know, learn from Rick. Don't make the same mistakes that Rick made, you know, whether it be from marriage or parenting yeah. or both or whatever. <clears throat> Just what are some tidbits and nuggets? Uh, the, 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 the four habits of a healthy heart. And and that's for those work. Yeah. And they, they they came out of looking at people of the faith that lived a good life, yeah. all right? And so spend time in prayer every day. But you start small, right? Yeah. You start with a minute maybe or and and um build up to the place that works for you. Read if you don't read read a proverb a day. Yeah. It'll take you 5 minutes. Yeah. And there's nuggets every one of them. You just yeah. have to take one of those and go with yeah, it. Yeah, that's another thing Drew Morris talked about was proverb a day or proverb yeah. a week or whatever. Yeah. Just something consistent like that. Yeah. So there's two pretty awesome dudes that I respect a lot talking about the same thing once again. So pray, read. Get together with other men yeah. that are serious. Yeah, Be vulnerable. Be honest. Lead with your problem, not your answer. Right. And 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 then the the fourth step is do something about it. What does that look like? Well, that means action. Yeah. You know, conviction without action is unhealthy. Right. Right? It 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 just we think we're okay. No. If you've if you've offended someone and, and the Lord shows you that or you've judged someone, now I'm not saying you go and say, I'm sorry that, that you're such a jerk. You know, yeah. that's not really yeah, a good yeah, way yeah. to do it. It's apologize with no buts. Right. What is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's hard. Yeah, myself wants to be oh, yeah. right. Yeah, the principles of self centeredness. Yeah, I'm really sorry I said that, but you yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, you made me do it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's an ongoing journey. We'll fight the the addiction to self. Everybody is addicted to their self centeredness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so a good question is, how have you seen that work in your life? Well, if you can't think of anything, you're blind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. There's a ton in here. And like most episodes, I think we could probably talk about a whole nother list of things, probably two episodes worth, uh, two more episodes worth. 
Um, but man, Rick, I really enjoyed just getting to know you, getting to spend some time with you and uh, your wife. You guys are seriously awesome. They're not words. And um, yeah, thanks for sitting down, man. Thanks for doing this one. And we'll probably do another one uh, through the through the time in the next 25. You said you had 25 years <laughs> yeah. left. So we'll probably do another episode yeah. in the next 25 years. You guys get to know Rick, man. I know he, like he said multiple times, he has a passion for just connecting with men. Lots of wisdom tied up in this guy. And he's, the good thing about him is he's open to sharing it. And he has a heart to help, you know, guys from young and old. And I know he'd love to meet you and love to uh, connect with you and help you and you help him. He's open to, yeah, you know, he's absolutely. open to that as well. Freedom, check out Freedom. Rick has been leading a group uh, with a couple guys and uh, I think it's going well. Oh, yeah, and uh, I think it's really well. Freedom is only getting off the ground, so we'll keep doing freedom groups and keep keep helping guys in that through that avenue as well. Um, anyway, Rick, any final thoughts or anything? And if not, you want to pray us out before yeah, we get off? Yeah. But um, I attended a spiritual retreat, and the, the founder of it. And this was in the last few years, and and they asked him for advice, and he he said, "Run hard." Yeah. This is not a game, man. This is life. Yeah. And 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 I, I, when I was meeting with guy, I I I have a uh, 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 can I yell something on this? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The word is to be a warrior and be courageous. It's used several hundred times in the Bible, and the word is Kazakh. Yeah, man. That's power. Yeah. You do that at the that was a spiritual retreat. Right? I remember yeah. you telling me about that. And uh, what was the Sorry, we're going back in here. So hang on. But what was the... Uh, I mean, I know that if I was doing that, there'd be such like a release oh. of what... What was that like? It was a five and a half day spiritual retreat in the wilderness. And I spent over 30 hours in the wilderness by myself with God. Yeah. And it just... Stoked the couples. So where did this the yelling? In Texas. Yeah. Oh, the yellow. It has to do with the fellowship of the sword. It's about the sword and yeah. the spirit. And Kazakh is what uh, it's it it's when uh, Joshua was empowered. Yeah. He said, "Be strong and courageous," and that word is Kazakh. Yeah. And so we have to fight the fight, and it's called fellowship of the sword as a retreat, and um, it uh, it was impactful. So you're out there in the wilderness, thirty. <coughs> yep. A long time, <laughs> a lot longer than I've no, been. No, no, five and a half days, thirty hours 30 by hours, myself. Yeah, yeah. Still and, longer than I've been in the yeah, wilderness. And, and there's a there's a fast, you know, twenty four hours or longer fast. You know, that's not something I like to do, but yeah. it worked good for. So me. was there like certain times? Yeah, or it's well scripted. Whatever, whenever yeah, this. It, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. You know, if if I can get you information, yeah. if you want. that'd be awesome. Well. Awesome, man. Y'all know all y'all are going to hang up and yell kazaa right now. I know, man. It <laughs> pumps me up. Uh, but yeah, Rick, why don't you say a prayer for us, yeah. man, and then we'll uh, we'll let these guys go okay. to work. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to get to know one another. And I just pray that each of us would, would uh, respond to your Holy Spirit and to that, that, that pull that we all need more of you, Jesus, and we need connections that are vital and and, and Lord, we want to be good men. We want yeah. to be men that love our family, that love the Lord and make a difference yeah. in the lives of those that come after us. So help us to look to the future with that in mind and help us to be able to set aside our self-centeredness yeah. and love you better in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
Well, thanks again, Rick. You guys have a great week, and we'll catch you back here for the next episode of Men's Hub Mondays. Later, guys.